I couldn't understand this. I'm going to be real. If I would have tried to understand, man, my arm got paralyzed overnight. I almost lost my life. I got 350 staples. I got cut on the right side of my neck, left side, twice through my right ribs, cut out my right pec, bottom of my armpit to the bottom of my hand, three cuts down my left leg, take my main vein out of my left leg, plug it into my chest in order to save my life. The next morning, if I tried to understand that... Hey, what's going on, guys? Inky Johnson here. It's Katie Dosher, and welcome to the Life Class Podcast, where we talk about all things life, family, and business. Think of life as a school for your soul. We are here to learn imperfect well-being. Here's a tip for life's pop quizzes. Instead of asking why something happened, ask instead, what can I learn from it? For a little extra credit, ask, how may I serve? I'm Inky Johnson. And we firmly believe that life is the greatest classroom. Welcome to Life Class. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Life Class. This is Inky Johnson. Hey, and I'm Katie Dosher. Man, I hope you, your family, your friends, everybody is staying safe. But when I start off the episode, like I start off my life, you know, with a quote card. You know, it's kind of my, my ritual, man, with my family. Every single day we get up, we stop. And we discuss these quote cards, right, to put us in the right headspace. And so the one for today reads, happiness cannot be traveled to, owned, earned, worn, or consumed. Happiness is the spiritual experience of living every minute with love, grace, and gratitude. What's your thoughts on that one? Man, that's good because it it brings back memories of this study that I was that I was uh, researching and reading about. Harvard did a study on individuals about just life in itself. Mm-hmm. What what are some things that they that they want out of life? So they interviewed some millennials, some younger people, and then they interviewed a few older couples. And when they interviewed the millennials, they found out that about 80% of them wanted to be rich. Right? They wanted to have some level of, of financial wealth. And about 50% of the millennials, they wanted to be famous, right? And so, you know, they interviewed the older people and they said, well, what's the, what, what is the real meaning of life? Like, what are some things that make your life full? And they said, love. Mm. And they said, you know what I'm saying? They said, love. They said a lot of things that were not tangible. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things that weren't, it weren't necessarily assets in a traditional sense, but they were assets, right? Whether it's a spiritual sense, you know what I'm saying? Or an emotional sense, right? And so I think that that quote card is right on the money. And I think that a lot of times, especially when you're, you know, when you're real young or, you know, whether that's young <laughs> mentally, young physically, a lot of times people can get to get caught up in that yeah, I want to be rich. I want to be famous. And, you know, hey, like we always say, su- success is always sub- subjective. So, you know, to each their own. But just I'm, I'm always cognizant of not getting so caught up in the thing that I miss the moments. Yeah, man. And so, yeah. So, what, like, what are your thoughts on it? Like, what you think? You know, when it says, um, you know, happiness cannot be traveled to or owned, it lets you know how fleeting it is. Right. Because, you know, a lot of times as people, we feel as if, man, if I go to this place, whether it's the beach, whether it's the mountains, whatever the case may be, if I get to this location, it'll bring me a certain level of happiness. Right. And that 
that can happen to a certain extent. But when you're talking about something that's going to be sustainable, when you're talking about finding a place in a space every single day to where you get up and you capture happiness, you capture love, you capture gratitude, you capture peace, that's not predicated upon a moment. It's not predicated upon a location, right? And so even back to the study that you were speaking of, talking about the elderly people and the young people, right? When you're young, everybody want to be rich, right? And I get it. There's nothing wrong with it, right? Get your money, man. Work hard. Do what you got to do because to a certain extent, you're going to need it, right? Especially you get a family. It's all good. But I think what they were saying was when you get older, your priorities in life changes. Some of the things that you thought were so important when you were younger is not as important the older you get, yeah. right? You can even look at it with a relationship. And I'll never forget um, when I was trying to, you know, get serious with my wife, you know, at the time. And I'll never forget one of the first things my mentor told me was, man, like looks and shape and all that stuff, that fades, right? And my wife is beautiful. He's like, but all that's going to fade. And say so you got people out here, they're chasing how somebody looks, right? They're chasing the shape, whatever the case may be. But when you're 60 and 70 years old, like, they don't look like that no more anyway. Like, when I'm 60, I'm not going to look how I look <laughs> at 34. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You're not going to look like you look when you was 34. Oh, you know what I'm no, saying? Man. Nah, no, the man. shape not going to be the same. <laughs> like, I'm going to try my best to stay in shape. But, you know, Absolutely. things change. And it got to be it got to be tied to something that's real. But... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. no, no, no. You 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 said something you said something about just going to find other like happiness somewhere else, like outside of yourself. And it made me it made me think about it made me think about this this one story where and um, maybe you heard of it, but it made me think about this one story where it was this guy and um it was a you know, it was a storm or whatever, right. knocked the lights out in the house. And the guy lost his keys. And so they had no lights. So for, I don't, I don't know how long it was, but for a minute they didn't have any lights. And so he's looking for his keys and he can't find his keys anywhere around. You know, he's just steadily looking because there's no lights. So when the rain stopped, he looked outside and he noticed that there was a street light and the street light was on. So he went outside to the street light and he started looking for his keys because it was light outside. And so by that time, his neighbors came to help. Like, man, what are you looking for? Like, we can help you find it. So he gets all of his neighbors, they're around him, outside looking for the keys. And so one of the neighbors had been looking for a minute, and they said, hey, man, like, what are we looking for? And the guy said, you know, I lost my keys. And he said, well, where, like, where did you lose the keys? He said, I lost the keys in the house. And they were like, why are we looking outside when you lost the keys in the house? Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, yeah, good point. But it's, just, but it's just like a lot of people. We're looking for happiness. We're looking for satisfaction. We're looking for a lot of things that are outside of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? That's, that, when you do that, it's just like you going to the hospital and um, and you're telling your doctor or your doctors or you telling your doctor your symptoms. You're like, yeah, my head hurt, my stomach hurt, you know, my leg hurt. It's like you telling him all of these symptoms and he writes you prescriptions for all of them. But he gives them to your mom or your 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 wife or, you know, your daughter. You see what I'm saying? Like you're telling him all of this stuff, but he gives you, he's he's giving prescriptions to them. 
right? So you're steadily looking for stuff that's outside of you. And it's not until you, you know, until you really, you know, get back inside of yourself and try to find happiness within to where you're going to be truly happy. But yeah, yeah man. I, it's always, I like it's always an inside job. You know, when you start talking happiness, when you start talking peace, now, you know, you can go to certain places or certain things or moments can bring you joy and happiness and peace, and that's all good. But when you're talking about something that you want to have and sustain for a long time, it's always an inside job. But, um, you know, man, I, I spoke yesterday to a company, and I started off my presentation in a different way. And, you know, the guy came up to me that brought me in. He came up to me afterwards and was like, man, I greatly appreciate you starting it off that way because we have so many business meetings. We have so many people get up, put up spreadsheets and slides. And the way I started it off was I said, could anybody share with me um, a serendipity moment, right? To where during this pandemic or during this time to where things have shifted, we've all had to adjust something that you've captured, something that you've came up against, something that you've noticed in your life that you just appreciate now. That before the pandemic, before you had this type of time on your hands, you probably wouldn't have had access to those moments or you probably wouldn't have noticed them. You probably wouldn't have been as intentional as you are about certain things. Would anybody mind sharing? And I said, I'll start with me. I said, man, I appreciate, you know, 3 p.m. You know, I said, because most of the time at 3 p.m., you know, I would be traveling somewhere in a different city. I said, now at 3 p.m., most days I'm in the carpool line able to pick my children up. Right. And hands started to go up. A lady started it off. She's like, hey, my mom is in uh, Japan. Right. And before this time, like I wasn't able to talk to my mom like that because of the time difference and me working and the kids. Now I get to talk to my mom every day. One gentleman, my man teared up in the room. Right. A man said, man, I got to see my first kid born. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I knew for a fact. Right. Like, if I didn't have this time, if we didn't hit this pandemic, I knew for a fact I wouldn't have been able to enjoy that moment, right? And my man teared up, and people just started sharing, right? I'm like, man, this is so beautiful. But you got to have the perspective to capture that. And so for you, what are some moments that you've noticed that, man, if if the time hadn't been there, I probably wouldn't have been able to enjoy this? Or what are some yeah. things that's happened as yeah. a result of this time that you've gotten? Yeah, you know... Me and my wife, we're real big into like outdoors and doing a lot of things like that, like um, going hiking, going into, you know, different stuff. And I'm going to be real. And I wasn't really a nature. I'm not I'm still not really a nature type person, <laughs> you know, snakes and bugs and all that. Like, eh, uh, I'm cool on that. But what I had to you know, what I've what I had to learn and especially during this pandemic, you know, but sort of being locked up for a minute, you know, my wife was like, look. Let's uh let's go let's go out like let's go hiking somewhere, and so we would go and I would be complaining at first I would be complaining because, you know I would just I just didn't understand the purpose of it and so anytime you're new at something and and you're never you're never gonna really get it until you just go through that whole process and so, you know she uh we go hiking and I'm I'm like okay so what's the point of this like we're just walking in the woods like what is this. When I realized, like, okay, cool, like this is our time. These, this is our moments to, you know, learn each other, grow. Like, like, don't think about social media, putting our phones down. 
like really being in tune with each other. And um, it really made me grateful, man. It made me grateful. Um, it just made me grateful just to have have a wife that would that is always willing to keep innovating, keep doing things like, you know what I'm saying? Not being complacent uh, in love. And yeah, it was, this this thing has been great for me, man. I can't even, um, you know, I can't even lie about it, man. But it's been it's been amazing. Do you do you feel like as a man you've grown uh, in certain aspects of your life as a result of this? I've been married for two years, Inc. And so, just like every day is growth for me. It's almost like every day I'm literally like a toddler learning how to walk in love and in marriage. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's probably just like that with with with, uh, with you and with the kids. Like it's your kids growing up so quick, but with marriage, I mean it's it's always um it's always interesting because I've got my perspective on life. My wife has her perspective on life, and marriage is merely. Uh, us merging those two perspectives and trying to figure out how we can, you know, cohabitate together to make a life together. And so I've been able to learn, you know, learn a lot about her in, in terms of a, you know, just in terms of things that things that make her tick, things that make her mad, you know what I'm saying? Different stuff like that. And um, I've had to get a lot, get innovative, just like we were talking about with even with uh, with gifts and stuff like that learning how okay for I've been married for a couple of years so you would think that man you could there's so much stuff that you can get your wife <laughs> man I can't find nothing y'all got to help me <laughs> I hope my wife don't see this yeah. but but it's it's really it's helped me to understand her but um but yeah it's just helping me it's just helping me grow in a way that only marriage can help a person grow because you know you think you know yourself and you don't know yourself until you really get married and uh cohabitate with another person. I'm sure it's you know, it's just like that with children. Like Oh man, the growth the growth is real. Like, you know, but the beautiful thing about it, um, you know, when you're growing, whether it be in the midst of opposition, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of challenge, in the midst of marriage, in the midst of religion, in the midst of sports, whatever the case may be. Like, you have to make the decision to grow, right? Because the same way you can make a decision to grow, you can make a decision not to grow. And so I find it interesting, man. Um, one of my buddies hit me, a CEO of Altered State, a company, and he was like, man, like, it's wild, Inc., but I feel like my company has done its best work in the midst of all that's going on. He was like, I feel like we've done things in such a way to where it's, like, unbelievable, the growth I've seen in my team members, right? The growth that's happened with me as a CEO, the growth that's happened with me as a father, as a husband, I've been growing like crazy, right? And they made it the fortunes, uh, like top 20 best places to work. Two of the companies I work with in the midst of this, right? Like, and I'm like, man, that's so amazing. And when you think about growing, whenever you're faced with a situation that you can't control and you make the decision to grow, it kind of trims the fat. Yeah, man. Right? The things that are not important, the things that are no longer something that you got to just focus on every single day. I'm talking about foolishness, right? And when you make that decision to grow, it's just like in marriage, just like being a father. You you zoom in on that thing on such a level to where it's like 
Opposition is what it is. The challenge is what it is. But every single day, I'm going to come in and be intentional about growth. And when you change the way you think about growth, right, when you change your perspective, how you see things, the opportunity for growth, man, is limitless. And so the reason I ask that question is because every single day, you got all of us in the world that are dealing with a similar situation, but people are responding differently. It's like the quote that says, we all got problems, but what makes us different is how we solve them, right? Everybody is faced with different situations, but what makes them different is how they solve them. And so for me, man, the greatest thing that's happened as a result of this pandemic, of this corona, of this COVID, is every single day I wake up and I'm intentional about my growth, right? I'm intentional about it. What are some ways you're being intentional about it? Yeah, so <clears throat> one thing that me and my wife implemented you know, was she's not, you know, she's not a big reader, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, that's just not her thing. And one thing that we implemented was, you know, we started reading a lot. Well, I had already read it, but to, I wanted to read it with her, the, the five love languages. Great. And we started yeah. learning a lot about each other and then just started doing some daily uh, devotional type stuff that, that helps, us con- helps us understand the things that we cannot control. Because I think that's very important because I know it's a lot of times in marriage to where you just want to, like you said, you just want to control things and you just want things to go a certain way when it's sometimes you just got to just, you know, let go and let God do what he does. And um, that's that's what we that's what we've been learning and that's what we've been implementing. And I mean, I've been seeing a lot of great results from it. We both have. And um, it's probably one of the greatest things that that I've implemented over this, you know, this whole Corona thing, because, you know, the truth is it was a study. It was one study that was saying that there was I don't know how many people, but it was a lot of people. I think it was over 50 percent of uh, marriages were being getting divorced, like everybody was getting divorced. But the funny thing about that, Inc., they never talk about the percentage of the people that are staying together. They never talk about the percentage of the people that marriage is getting a lot stronger. You see what I'm saying? They don't ever talk about that part. They always talk about the part where, oh, it's so many people. They just, you know, why why would somebody get married or why would this happen or that happen? And it's like, yeah. So why don't why don't you think they talk about it? Yeah, it's not popular. Yeah, it's not popular. It's not going to get hits. It's not going to get likes. It's not yeah, going to get shares. You, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not the, that ain't the thing that gets people talking. You think somebody want to hear about, oh, yeah, man, me and my wife have a great marriage. Some people may, but that's not the large, that's, you know, in, in a macro way, you know, they they don't really want to hear about hear about that. They want to hear about, did you hear somebody cheated on somebody else? That's the thing that, that catches headlines. And so... You know, we've been, um, man, we've been fortunate to where we've, this thing has just been getting stronger, stronger and tighter and tighter uh, just as a unit. And we're figuring out how to move together. So to me, what I've been learning and, you know, I always get a lot of advice from you in terms of marriage. I always get a a lot of advice from, you know, my grandfather and a lot of of people that are older than me. But one thing that I had to realize was, um, we got to move as a unit. And the crazy part is, you know, before all this Corona stuff happened, we ended up, we ended up canoeing somewhere. And I'm like, you know, I, I told, like I told, like I told you, 
I'm not really with the whole nature thing. I ain't getting me but, my, <laughs> but my wife, she, hey, so somehow she talked me into getting into a canoe, which I wasn't really feeling, but I did it. And so we get into this uh, this canoe or boat or whatever you want to call it. And so they only give you two paddles. It ain't like we got a motorized canoe that we can just roll, you know, and just kick back. So they give us this, they give us two paddles. And so I'm in the back and I'm rowing. And my wife is in the front and she's rowing. But we're rowing different ways. I'm rowing to the front. She's rowing to the back. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're rowing the wrong way. Like, we ain't going nowhere. I'm like, just stop. And she was like, you stop. And I was like, you know, and so we got into this whole back and forth about, you know, am I right or are you right? And, and then we finally came to the conclusion, like, hey, look, let's just do it like this. And we, ro- and we finally got to the point to where we rode the same way and, um, and everything was good. But just to take it back to marriage, that's how it is. Learning how to move as a unit. And, um, you know, that's just something that, that, we're, that we're working on and that we're continuously getting better at you know, each and every single day. Yeah, that marriage, man. That marriage is um, that marriage is a beautiful thing. I was in I was in St. Louis, and uh, my driver picked me up. Cool, man. Cool, older cat, you know. And he say, um, "Man, I got two things that I'm responsible for." I said, "What you got?" And he said, um, "Getting you to the place you gotta go, and making it back home to my wife happy." <laughs> I said, well, I got two things I'm responsible for. He said, what you got? I said, getting to the place that you got to get me to and making it back home to my wife happy. He said, they say, uh, he said, they say happy wife, happy life, huh? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, I say happy spouse, happy house. He said, he said, why they got to be the only one happy? He said, I want to be happy too. He said, so when I say happy spouse, happy house, you know, they got to include us. I said, no doubt, man, no doubt. Yeah, but one, um, man, I think we both seen, uh, man, like a lot of businesses have been closing uh, their doors, man, just because of, you know, the lockdown mandates, uh, the different restrictions, and some of the things that they just can't weather that storm from a financial standpoint you know, and trying to just stay above water, right? And you see people on the news or on the internet, you know, pleading, like, man, let me keep my business open, right? Like, this is how I take care of my family. You see people pleading, like, man, I just got a couple dollars to my name. Like, y'all can't do this to me, right? Like, what's some what's some insight or what's your perspective on it? Like, anything. What do you got to share on things like that, man? When it comes to, you know, when it comes to to things like that, I mean, like I always say, there's, you know, there's never a, um, a one size fit all answer. But with me, I'm always looking at, I, like, I feel like during this moment in terms of a pandemic, I feel like at, at your worst, finding purpose in the midst of a pandemic is something that I think would be great. And so you may say, OK, how do I find purpose? when the government just mandated that I close my doors of my shop. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. But at the same time, 
could it be something could it be something else that that the uh the owner was um you know destined to do in life you know maybe she had a restaurant maybe she, maybe maybe they i don't know maybe they pivot and maybe they do something different i don't know what that looks like man I really don't. And and hard. I can't I can't even imagine. You know, like I work with a lot of technology companies and man, probably 60 to 70 percent of the technology companies that I work with, man, they just wiped out. You know what I mean? Because you have a lot of investors that have invested their money into these companies because of the promise of, you know, whatever. And the pandemic hit. And now you got millions and millions of dollars being lost, you know, due to no one's fault. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I think it's a difficult, a difficult um, ocean to navigate. But I feel like, so what's the, so what, so what are you, what are you going to do about it? Am I going to, like, am I going to just sit here and am I going, like, am I going to be upset? Of course, maybe you should, you know what I'm saying? Take your time to grieve. Right. But like you always say, after the grieving is done, like, let's go to work after the grieving is done, is done. Let's take the like I said, let's take the pandemic and make a purpose out of it. You know what I'm saying? I think um, I think I think I think he said something. He was saying he was saying, like, if you're going to be in pain, you better get a reward from it. Right. If you're going to hurt, man, make it make it mean something. We always talk about making it count. Make it count. Okay, they they shut your they shut your doors of your shop. Okay, what can we do to open some other doors? Like, what are our options, right? Because giving up is not one. So, you know, that's that, right? And I think um, if you if you approach if you approach it or you try to approach it and just try to look at it with a different perspective, um, and just you know take a step back and just kind of see it for what it is, but not worse than what it is, I think that um, that that can give a person a lot more insight. Um, about the current situation that's that's going on, but yeah, yeah, that's tough. tough man. Man. That's that's tough. One of the one of the most challenging things to do in life um, is have to pivot, and it's not your fault, right? And you can't control it. Not just pivot, pivot and find purpose. You understand? Pivot and find fulfillment. Pivot and find significance. Right. Like I, I think back to my injury, like, bro, I had to pivot and not only pivot, I had to try to find, OK, what's my next purpose with my life? What's my next significance? What's the thing that's going to bring me fulfillment? You got people that's been doing things 20, 30, 40 years or 10 years, 13 years, and they trying to survive. Right. And this is the thing they're passionate about. This is the thing they took all their chips and was like, bro, I'm cashing them all in. Let's go. I'm betting the house on it. And then something happens to the world. And now you're being told, nope, you can't open your doors. And every single day you got to go home and look at your children. Got to go look at your spouse. Right? And cats telling, hey, man, that's tough. Right? But I will say this. Like, always be reminded in life people don't burn out because of what they do. People burn out because life makes them forget why they do it. And so taking that energy, taking that passion, taking that purpose, taking that driving force, taking that energy to where when you look at your children, you look at your spouse every single day, you take that and you carry that over into other areas and aspects of your life, and you can be just as successful, right? 
But sometimes the mistake that we make as people, when we're in the midst of the storm, we try to understand it, right? And when we're in the midst of the storm, you're not always going to understand it. And so you take that same energy and you focus on surviving whatever it is, right? Just focus on surviving it. Don't focus on trying to understand. I couldn't understand this. I'm going to be real. If I would have tried to understand, man, my arm got paralyzed overnight. I almost lost my life. I got 350 staples. I got cut on the right side of my neck, left side, twice through my right ribs, cut out my right pec, bottom of my armpit to the bottom of my hand, three cuts down my left leg, take my main vein out of my left leg, plug it into my chest in order to save my life. The next morning, if I tried to understand that, I'd have drove myself crazy. I had to focus on surviving it. You know what I'm saying? And when I focused on surviving it, after I survived the moment, I was able to look back on it and say, all right, let me put the pieces to the puzzle. Okay, God, I see you there. I see you there. I see you there. All right, we good. We can move forward now. Yeah, and that's, that's something that's tough to navigate. You know, even with you and your arm playing ball and not being able to do it anymore, like I, I don't – it's hard to fathom, you know, that level of change. And especially with a lot of these business owners – you know, it makes me think about my pops. You know, my pops was a barber. He had a shop. And then, you know, back when when a lot of things weren't going well, he lost his shop due to, you know, the economy and a lot of other things. And so what he did was, like you said, he weathered the storm. You know what I'm saying? He he went back. He did, did uh, you know, what he needed to do to provide for his family. And um, he ended up teaching um, like a barber college, right? So he found purpose in the midst of that. And so when I say finding purpose in the midst of a pandemic, that's kind of the stuff that I'm talking about. But, um, man, I think that's, um, I think that through this and through these toughest times, I believe that 2020 is going to make some of the, some of the most, some of the toughest people that we've ever seen because we've had no choice, but to grow, you know, throughout this whole thing. But um, I'm going to just kick it back over to you, man, and let us let you, you know, let you take us out. Yeah, man. I, um, you know, I just want to, you know, give a word to everybody, man. I'm proud of you, man. You know, yeah. look up, man. Pick your chin up. <laughs> yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Dust your shoulders off, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be proud of yourself. Everybody has went through a year to where, you know, it's been a little bit different. Now, whether you had a lot of success, whether you had to, Focus on surviving it, whatever the case may be, man. You you did it, right? We here and just keep keep your feet on the gas, keep pressing it, man. Stay strong, keep your head down. But I want to take us out with a quote card that I think, you know, put things into context. And it reads, the ultimate measure of a person is not where they stand in moments of comfort and convenience, but where they stand at times of challenge and controversy. By the late great Dr. MLK. Junior, stay safe, stay cool, yes. keep loving, yep. keep living. Peace. We Peace. Out.